With the announcement that the kids are staying, I know the clock has started. So I'm going to try to be aware of that this morning. Uh, by the way, the nursery back here is staffed, and I believe twos and three-year-olds uh, are having class in the back hallway back here, but we're keeping the rest of our kids here with us on a special Sunday today, Celebration Sunday, which happens to be the last Sunday of 2018. Can you believe that? Last Sunday of 2018. The days go slow, but the months really do go fast, don't they? And I hope that you had just a wonderful Christmas time with your family or your friends or each other or just a wonderful time. I think this Christmas was the first time since Martha and I have had children that we actually woke up on Christmas morning alone, which was really kind of awesome. <laughs> Thanks to FaceTime, we were able to... Uh, Watch our grandkids open some presents and visited with our, our two sons a little bit. But uh, we've already got our Christmas decorations down, so we got that. You know, it's amazing how quickly people can go from looking backward to looking forward. And it usually happens right about this time of the year. You know, leading up to around Christmas time, we start looking backward on everything. Uh, you know, watch television. Every... Every channel, every kind of show, whether it's sports or news or weather, pop culture, they, they're airing something along the line of the year in review. And everybody has end of year lists and the things that happened last year. And then in a couple of days, we're all going to start looking forward to the next year, the, the year that will be. Because it's natural this time of year to look back. Sunday school teacher was teaching her small children about the story of Lot's, Lot's, Lot's wife looking back and turning into a pillar of salt. Little boy raised his hand all excited and said, hey, that almost happened to my mom. What? Yeah, she was driving the car. She looked back. She turned into a telephone pole. <laughs> now, we're all looking back this time of year, right? And I think that's all right. Again, this time next year, we're all going to be looking forward. But today's Celebration Sunday. And this morning, I want to take just a little bit of time and share with you some things that God has been blessing us with here at Bay Area, some things that have gone on in the past 12 months, as well as some things to be thinking about, praying about, as we think about what God might have in store for us in the coming year. I put together just a little recap of the year here at Bay Area, and I want to share some information with you this morning. You know, if I were to ask everybody in the room, what happened in 2018 at Bay Area, I'd probably get dozens of answers. Some of them would just say, no, I, don't, I don't know, not much, I don't think. Others might say, a lot went on. I was, I was really busy this year. Listen, I'm the preacher. And sometimes I lose track of the things that go on here uh, during the, the weeks. So I put some highlights here I'm going to have on the screen. Uh, understand this is not a comprehensive summary in any way. I know I'm leaving a lot of things out. But I want to just remind us of how good God's been to us as a church body here in 2018. Uh, we are served by five shepherds, 12 deacons. We have five people on staff. There's 254 family units make up Bay Area. And I'm counting a family unit as a line item in the directory. It might be one person. It might be a family of seven. 
In 2018, our average Sunday morning worship was 357, which is a little bit down from last year. Our average Sunday contribution was $10,700, which was a little bit down from last year. We have 60 volunteers every week that show up here with some kind of responsibility. From the people that greet us at the door to the people in the nursery, all of the teachers, uh, our tech team, the people you see up front and everybody you see that you don't see working behind the scenes, 60 volunteers show up with something to do. Tell them thanks when you see them. Um, Dave tells me we learned 12 new songs in the last 12 months. I thought it was more than that, actually. But um, we have sung 728 songs of praise and worship. In our second service, we will sing 728B songs of <laughs> praise and worship. All you old-time Church of Christers will think that's funny. Um, I shared seven sermon series this past year. Today is actually, this service is our 103rd worship service. In about an hour and a half, we'll conclude our 104th worship service. Uh, we've had 1,250 prayer requests per vital concern this year. Now, we talk a lot about vital concern. I'm not sure we really explain it very often. If you are not hooked in, hooked up with vital concern, you've got to do that. It is the best way to keep up, not just what's going on here at Bay Area, but what's going on in people's lives. It is a way to express a request for a prayer request in real time and know that your brothers and sisters are praying for that request in real time. Uh, you really need to be a part of that. Uh, you can get it through an email or through a phone app. George Klein kind of heads that up. George is sitting right back here. Raise your hand, George. Right here in the middle, most of you know George. He is actually going to be, uh, during our fellowship time, the first ten minutes of that, George is going to be hanging out over here by the Family Life Center door in that little office area. If you're not on vital concern, stick your head in that room and let George explain that to you and get you hooked up. It is such a great tool not just for keeping up to date on what's going on, but the blessing of praying with each other and praying for each other. We had three weddings here in the family. and Sadly, we said goodbye to seven of our brothers and sisters in 2018. Uh, Faith Lane, been really busy this year. Angie Manley is our uh, children's minister. I would love to have her stand up and introduce her to all of you, but she's in the back taking care of kids right now. Um, 21 volunteers every week work with our kids. That's over a 1,000 volunteer hours for the year. 12 months, 12 service projects completed by our Faith Lane children. 12 different Bible themes presented in five different learning environments for a total of 120 different presentations to our children. I say presentations because that's what they are. These aren't just uh, lectures. This is, uh, they've had Moses and Lazarus talking to them, watched movies, made food, uh, crafts, just a lot of different ways to share God's Word. Um, 1,600 prayer requests generated by our Faith Lane kids. Now, I questioned that total with Angie. Turns out she has documentation of all 1,600. <laughs> so our kids are learning the importance and the power of prayer. Uh, 416 diapers were changed last year. I think most of them in the children's ministry. 
Oh. Uh, our youth group has been really busy, as always. Robbie John, right over here. Wave your hand, Robbie. We all know Robbie. Uh, youth minister does such a great job. Uh, they are together. Every week they're doing things. Uh, two weeks spent at camp. Four youth rallies attended. Two lock-ins endured. A hundred boxes of pizza consumed, which I thought was a little bit low. Eight different homes were used for activities and Bible devotionals. Many of those homes used more than once, obviously. Eight 15-passenger vans were rented for trips, as, long with, as well as a whole lot of moms and dads in minivans and cars transporting our kids. Over 150 hours uh, serving our church and our community by the youth group alone. So they've had a, a very busy year. We keep talking about building bridges, ways to introduce Bay Area to our community and introduce our community to Jesus. Uh, our fall festival just keeps getting bigger and better. This past year, again, that was kind of Angie and the children's ministry headed that up. 61 adult visitors, not just attended, but actually filled out a, a uh, registration form. I know a lot more than that uh, were there. I was there, and there was a lot more than 61 visitors there that didn't fill out a, a registration form. But 87 neighborhood children uh, also filled out a, a, tend, or a registration form. Uh, 300 people were fed that day. We just wrapped up the cantata. Dave and 39 of his friends worked for months to make that happen. Uh, two really full uh, evenings where just a lot of people and our friends and our families in the neighborhood heard the message of the gospel. Um, and then just so many everyday ministries. Uh, the cross chats at USF that uh, IT Antigua over here in the corner heads up uh, during the school year. The, the Thrive Ministry, Ladies Ministry, the Ladies Class, which meets every Tuesday. Lads the Leader, Small Group, our Intergenerational Drive that just wrapped up. God's Love Bank that's just starting back up uh, here on Wednesday night. Our Two Mile Ministry has been headed up for a long time by Steve and Carol Ramonde. Um it's amazing how much this ministry does and how little we talk about it. Every Saturday, there is a meal served here on the property. Uh, in the past year, 676 mostly hot meals were served to people in the community that just needed something to eat, as well as 156 to-go bags that are handed out. Uh, people coming to the office, coming to the building on Sunday afternoons, need some food, don't have a way to prepare it exactly, so they prepare these bags to, to give to people. 36 holiday baskets were prepared and delivered. Um, Dominica relief effort headed up by Robbie. You remember 15 barrels, big barrels of emergency supplies were sent to that uh, island nation after they were devastated. Three generators as well as a motorized wheelchair. Uh, foreign missions... Uh, our India missions, actually two different uh, efforts in India. Uh, we want to be, uh, of course, we know about the, the Siwa effort. $5,500 was raised uh, by you for that effort, our, our team of four. Um, Randy Stutzman and Keith Stefanko spent some time in Ukraine on a medic medical mission. Uh, two efforts in Venezuela that we support, mentioned Dominica. Uh, we support an effort in Haiti, and also um, Honduras, 
Rio, or Jiho Ruiz and the Flannery family traveled to Honduras, and we were allowed to share in that effort in a little way last year. I hope that that gets a little bit bigger next year. Um, we had five new babies born in 2018, which if you were one of those families, that's a pretty big deal. Um, are any of those babies or families here in first service this morning? I know we've got a lot that are out. Josh is here. Is, uh, is Lila here in the back? Okay. Uh, you might be the only one. I was trying to kind of watch and see. Uh, what a blessing uh, these, uh, these babies are to not just families they're born to, but our family as well. And uh, we certainly thank God for those great gifts. Uh, we had 12 baptisms in 2018, 31 new members in 2018, people who've identified with Bay Area and asking to, to be part of the work here. I'm going to ask you, if you are someone who is, is new to Bay Area, maybe you placed membership in 2018, you're baptized in 2018, um, would you stand up? Just if this is like your first year at uh, Bay Area, awesome. Thank you. In a little bit, when we go over here for fellowship time, I hope you pay attention to who stood up and make sure that if you don't know them, you get to know them. You know, every person here has a story. And somehow God has allowed all of our stories not just to intersect, but to intertwine. You know, we're all in this thing together, regardless of how long we've been here or or where we are in our spiritual walk. We're in this thing together. Some of our stories, very dramatic. Some of our stories, maybe not quite so much. But I'm excited to see where God's going to take our story and how we're going to be, become part of, of Jesus' story. And I don't think there's anything wrong with looking back and sort of reflecting on where we've been and, and what's been accomplished. I know sometimes we're a little bit hesitant to do that. Maybe it's because we look back with disappointment and the things we thought were going to happen didn't happen or not as much happened. Or maybe we feel like sometimes we look back and oh, we talk about it, it feels like we're you know, patting ourselves on the back or, or, or tooting our own horn. But I asked the song leaders before I got up here, would you please lead to God be the glory, great things He has done. Because make no mistake, Whatever good thing has happened here in the past 12 months is because of God's blessings. And to Him go all praise and glory and honor for whatever has been accomplished. But I mentioned this time of year, we're, we're sort of looking back and leaning forward. And Paul has an interesting way of talking about that stage of his story. Let me share a verse with you. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. It'll be familiar. This is the Apostle Paul. Not that I've already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining toward what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So in 2019, we want to grow just like Paul is talking about. We want to be transformed, 
Just like Paul is talking about. We want to we win the prize. Just like Paul is talking about. But when you look at that passage, it's pretty obvious. Paul doesn't see himself as just a passive bystander in this process. He doesn't see himself as someone who's sort of drifting along on the tide of religiosity, if that's a word. He's involved. He's doing something. He's focused. He's committed. He's pressing on. He's straining toward what's ahead. Let me try and and hammer a tent peg here. See if this analogy makes sense. Last summer, Martha and I drove to Nashville. Um, We met in Nashville 30-some years ago while we were both attending Lipscomb University. But this past summer, we drove there. I've got two kids living in Nashville now. And I hadn't been in Nashville really for 30 years. I mentioned a couple weeks ago when I went to my home in western Pennsylvania where I grew up that nothing in my hometown changed at all. Well, in the past 30 years, some things in Nashville have changed. I thought, I know my way around Nashville. I didn't know my way around Nashville anymore after 30 years. But guess what? I didn't care. I wasn't worried because I had a smartphone. My smartphone had a GPS. We were staying at an Airbnb, and when I wanted to go to my daughter's house, I just said, directions to Maggie's house. And Siri told me exactly how to get there. When we went to pick up my granddaughter from her little dance class, we just plugged in the address, and I was told exactly where to go and how to get there. But we wanted to go to dinner one night. I just said, directions to whatever restaurant it was that we picked out to eat at. I don't think I ever got lost the whole week I was driving in Nashville. I just turned where I was told to turn. I did a U-turn when I was told to do a U-turn. I just simply did what I was told to do. Which works out well because I've got a lot of experience just doing what I'm told to do. But it occurred to me at the end of the week, I didn't really know my way around town any better at the end of the week than I did the beginning of the week. Even though we went to the same places over and over again. I just wasn't paying any attention. I didn't think I had to pay attention. I wasn't watching for landmarks. I wasn't paying attention to road signs or points on a compass. I just did what I was told to do. Here's my fear for us in 2019. My fear is that we start to treat this place, this building, this church, sort of like a glorified GPS. You come on Sunday and you hear what we say, but you don't think about it very much. Just kind of go through the motions. You turn when we say turn. You stand when we say stand. You leave when we say it's time to leave. Unless you're at second service, then you don't leave. But you just sort of do what you've always done and you don't really think about it very much. You go back to your own life. But the challenge is, okay, how do I incorporate this into my life? How do I make this part of my own worship? Because, yeah, worship is something we do every Sunday. But if it starts and stops right here, if this is the extent of our worship, we've missed it. And we're not growing in Christ if we start our worship at one point and then stop it at exactly 
you know, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. 30 years ago when I was driving in Nashville, I didn't have a GPS, and I learned my way around town pretty quickly because I knew I had to. I paid attention because I knew it mattered. I was going to have to do this. I was going to have to learn it. I was going to have to understand it and know it. And that's where I want us to get a little bit better when it comes to God's Word in 2019. Yeah, we come to worship to, to honor God, absolutely. We come to worship to, to be obedient to God's Word, Hebrews 10.25. We come to worship to recharge our batteries. We come to worship to encourage each other and to be blessed by each other. But we also come to worship to gain some knowledge and insight and strategies on how we can be the church when we're not in church. 2019, we're going to be talking a whole lot about being a witness for Jesus. We're going to be talking a whole lot about telling people our Jesus story. If you are a believer, you have an amazing Jesus story to tell. Now, you've heard me talk about this a little bit. You've heard the elders talk about it a little bit. You've seen some, some banners around the building this morning. Next Sunday, I'm going to prime that pump a little bit as we look forward to 2019. And then in two weeks, in January 13th, we are going to start going through the Every Believer a Witness uh, study. And we're going to learn how to better tell people our Jesus story. We're going to learn to better do what Jesus told us to do. Go and make disciples. Be a witness for Jesus. And to do that, we're going to have to have the same focus and the same commitment that Paul had. Let me read it again. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind straining toward what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You feel like, hey, I'm not quite there yet. Don't worry. The Apostle Paul wasn't quite there yet either. Paul admitted he wasn't quite there. But Paul also admitted, that's where I'm headed. I am straining. I am focused. I'm pressing on to win the prize. Paul had committed himself to following Jesus more and more closely. And that doesn't mean just showing up once a week for a, a worship service. Birch reminded us several times, that phrase, worship service, not in the Bible. It means being committed to going home and actually opening up God's Word. And understanding and allowing God's Holy Spirit to tell me how to practically put that Word into, into my life. It means praying. For real, real prayers means opening my heart up to God and to, to other people. It means taking Jesus outside these walls, planting some seeds by telling my story. Let me tell you why this is so, so important. For the past three weeks, we have looked at the birth of Jesus. And in a lot of ways, the actual birth of Jesus was pretty obscure. Joseph didn't go running down the streets of Bethlehem screaming, My wife just gave birth to the Son of God. No. For, except for a few people, not very many people recognized Jesus for who He was when He was born. 
But can I tell you something? The next time he comes, everyone will recognize him for who he is. The first time he came as a baby, when he comes again, he'll come as a warrior. The first time only a few saw him, when he comes again, all will see him. When he came to Bethlehem, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. When he comes again, he'll be robed in royalty. The night he was born, he was surrounded by cattle and sheep and donkeys. When he comes again, he'll be riding a white horse. When he was born, the angels announced peace on earth. When he comes again, he's going to wage war against God's enemies. First time he came for everyone. When he comes back, he's coming for you and me and all who have longed for his appearing. When he was born, they called him baby Jesus. When he comes back, He'll be called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's a promise by God. It's going to happen. But sadly for a lot of people at that point it's going to be too late. If their knee had already not yet bowed. They already not recognize Jesus as the Lord of their life. It's going to be too late at that point. That's why we have to be so laser focused on Jesus. And so laser focused on telling people about the good news of Jesus. And it's so easy to do when we think about the way our lives have been blessed. You know, every, t- every week when I, I start putting together a sermon... I keep asking myself the question, where's Jesus in this lesson? How does this come back to Jesus? How does this point to Jesus? Am I sharing the good news of the gospel in this message? Let me wrap up uh, 2018 with the same passage I've already read twice. I think it's a really good passage as we think about the year that was and look forward to the year that will be. Not that I've already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining toward what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. As we close 2018, maybe keep our focus and our eyes on that prize, on Jesus, and telling people our Jesus story. We've got a song that we're going to use as a song of encouragement this morning. As always, if there's something going on in your life, something that uh, you need the prayers of people who love you, there's going to be some people at the front, you can meet us there. If you want to share some good news, the way God has blessed you this week. Uh, and God has been blessing this week. Um, you can meet us at the front. Let's stand and sing.